What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a guest who used to be a professional soccer player, made the transition to real estate, and in, in less than five years, right? Less than five years, he has built a team that does 100 deals a year, plus a brokerage with over 50 agents doing more deals, and he's about to open up a lot more office, scaling big in all ways. Welcome to the show, Cyrus Moschini. Welcome to the show today, Cyrus. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well, man. How are you? Good. Uh, we are uh, calling from opposite ends of the coast, so always always cool to get people you know, in so many different areas on here talking about real estate, investing, sales, marketing, all that good stuff. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit uh, of your bio, just a quick version and a little bit about what you are doing today and how you got there? Yeah, so I um, little quick version about me and who I am. I, I, I own a top performing real estate team here in Southern California. Um, we are opening offices actually in um, a couple other major cities across the country. Um, really, really quickly here. That was my, my big move. Um, it's going to be my big move for 2022. I'm National Association of Realtors 30 under 30. I um, I do about a, a hundred deals a year. Um, and, uh, I've been in the business for only about five years. Awesome. Well, way to, way to build quickly. Not, not everyone or, or most people can't do that. So hats off to you for that. How, how did you build it so quickly? How did you go from zero to a hundred deals a year in less than five years? So I think that it's important to like, understand where I came from as far as like how I got here. Right. Because, um, I, so before real estate, I used to play soccer for a living. Um, and, and really that stemmed from like, like I always go back to really my childhood when I was like, uh, 10, 11 years old, my, my grandma, my uncle, and my dad all passed away in the same year. Um, so it was my mom's mom, my mom's brother, and my mom's husband, my dad, they all passed away in the same year. And that's what really drove me to like go and play soccer because it was the only thing that I wanted to do that like, or that, that I wanted to do in general, because it got my mind off of everything that was going on with home. Right. So I'd go to train and I'd train in the morning and then I'd train after school and then after, after school. And, and that's all I would do. And then about when I was like 12, 13, I found out I could play professional soccer. Like I thought I, I, I never realized I think I never understood like that going from you know like going from amateur to pro it's like not it, it, it's it's doable like if you put your mind to it um and so so that's all I focused on growing up I mean I did everything and then some to become a professional athlete and when I was 18 years old I moved or when I when I was 
yeah, when I was 17, 18 years old, I moved to um, Europe and I started playing professional soccer. Um, fast forward to about five years ago, um, I came home during an off season and I, um, I was literally driving home from lunch and someone made an illegal left-hand turn and T-boned me and I got in a car accident and that ended my career right there. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I never knew, like, I, I, I did not know I was going to be in real estate. Long story short, you know, I, I was playing soccer. I thought my, my whole life plan was very simple. <clears throat> it was play professional soccer, play until I'm about 40, retire, coach professional soccer, and be done with it. And that was my goal. I was going to play professional in Europe and move on and go from there. And, um, and obviously that changed. So then I got, so yeah, so I got into real estate. Um, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get into real estate again. I, I, during my, um, off seasons, I would go to some sort of class and I always tell people like, I, I would go to like my French class or Italian class. I fail both of those, you know, like, and I just go to some sort of schooling to, learn. I love, I love learning. I, I really truly hate school. Like I, I, I love soaking up knowledge though. So I'd always try to find something And this particular year during the off season, going from playing in, in, I was playing in Iceland at the time, going from playing in Iceland to playing in, um, to playing here back in the U S when I came home, I, um, I started taking my real estate exam, like real estate classes not because I wanted to be in real estate, just because I thought it might be useful because I'm going to be home. Um, you know, I, I want to buy real estate. So I said, why not just get my real estate license and go from there? Um, and then that year in December, I got in my car accident. And then and the next the month, they told me I couldn't play anymore. And it just kind of like ended up happening, right? I just, I, I didn't know what else I was going to do. Wow, that's... It's always interesting to have uh, athletes on for a number of reasons. We, we've had two on uh, this, the show recently, actually, both NFL players. Um, I'm trying to look up the episode number here. Actually, Bo, Bo Blankenship, he was on episode 308. And then I believe uh, Anthony Trucks, he played football as well. Uh, American football, not to be confused with soccer. Yeah. <laughs> he was on episode 314. So um, <clears throat> so we've had two NFL players. Uh, one, one of them, their, their career ended by injury, you know, similar years. Another, they got, you know, they got, they got to the top level, but um, didn't, didn't make it beyond and the, the the interesting thing to me the parallel between real estate and sports is the opportunity i'm sure you know like the difference between the best soccer player in the world and the guy who's almost there but not good enough to get you know seven figure contract um not a whole lot of difference in ability like there there definitely is a little bit right and and obviously the guy with the big contracts better but i but i think the the difference is so small that most untrained eyes, you know, if you took off their names, jersey, identity, they wouldn't notice the difference. And and the point is, in in sports and you know, like starting up a venture capital company, like yes, you can make seven, eight, nine figures, but man, it's it's, it's really like the top, top, top percent of a percent of a percent of the people that capture all the benefit. Whereas in real estate, investing or in sales. Uh, you obviously need to be good and should strive to be good, but 
you can be far from the best and, and still make a ton of money in it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, I, uh, uh, I think sports and business are very synonymous um, just in general um, from, from like, for me specifically, I always tell like my agents or I always tell anybody that I talk to about this is like, like every day when I played soccer, I'd get up early, I'd go to the gym and I'd do my work and I'd train. And then for one game, you know, on the weekend or when there was no, when we weren't in season, I'd just be training just to stay in shape and train. Right. And, and real estate is, and business just in general is very much like that. Right. Business is, is you, you have to put in the work, you know, day in and day out to see any results. And I think a lot of people, especially in this industry in real estate, think that they could come into this industry, sell a couple of houses, and then all of a sudden be selling multi-million dollar houses every single day. And it's just not how it works. You know, you have to put in the day in and day out work. You have to show up every single day. And if you show up every single day, the results will come. But if you don't, it's not going to work for you. And, and that's very much how sports was. I could have very easily like, you know, I, I mean, when I was younger, I was not the best player. I was, when I was like 15, I was on a team, that, you know, 13 to 15. I was on a team that we lost like every game five to zero and I played goalkeeper. You know, like I was not the best goalkeeper at all. I just put in the more work than anybody else was willing to do. And that's what got me to the next level. And it's the same thing in real estate. I had no real estate background. I have no family in real estate, but I came into this industry and I put in more work than anybody else is willing to do. And I showed up every single day and I continue to show up. And that's why my business continues to grow. Yeah, I, I think that discipline, I see this a lot. People come from a, a field or a hobby or, you know, career that requires a lot of discipline. Athletes, people in the military, right? And then they, they come over and, you know, real estate's really one of those areas where, if you have that discipline and accountability, don't need someone over your shoulder telling you what to do. You can really take advantage of it. I mean, it doesn't take like a ton of effort. I mean, yes, yes, you got to work at it, but if you put in two to four hours a day prospecting for one year, you, know, you, you can make six figures right out the gate. And, and that's if you know no one in the area, if you don't have a lot of money to start, degree even like it doesn't start with so little resources put in you know the four hours a day affecting time servicing and working your business but i don't know that well yeah and 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 that's that's a lot of what i say is like like i tell people all, all the time I, I was at um uh a conference and someone had asked me a, a question after I was done speaking and, and, and the, the question was basically like, how do I get out of the business? How do I stop production? So on and so forth. And I said, realize that you're not that special. Mm. Right. And, and, and they, he kind of looked at me like, what the hell? And like, everybody was kind of like, what? And I was like, like, let's be honest here. I'm I, me, myself, I'm not that special. Like, like, I told you, I did not come from real estate background. I had no real estate knowledge. I, I don't, I knew nothing about real estate five years ago. 
And now I have one of the top producing teams in the country. I'm one of the top agents in the country. Why? I'm not that special. I just put in the work. I just show up every single day. And I told, I told him the same thing. I said, look, you're not that special. So realize that you don't need to be the one doing all of it. And that's how I operate my business, right? Like, like my business, I I'm very big on like, I I, I say, if I can make a hundred dollars by letting someone else, you know, do the, the operations do X, Y, Z versus making a thousand dollars and me doing it all, I'll take the hundred dollars every single day of the week. And the reason is, is because that's scalable. That's growable, right? I can't, I, I can't do everything forever, but if I want to grow in business in general, right? Like, like uh, we're talking about a corporation, we're talking about a company. We got my, my team got Inc. Magazine, 5,000 fastest private companies in the country, fastest growing private companies in the country. And, and that's because everything I build is to build to scale. It's, it's to build so that we can do it at large volumes. And I think a lot of people in this business are focused on what do I need to do? And I'm, I'm, I'm the key part of this. Are you really? There's a lot of real estate agents. Are you really the, 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 the key integral part? Do, does it need to be you? Or can you train somebody to do it so you can build this out to scale? I, I agree 100% with you. And, and where you really see this as a problem, it's you know, it's not the agent struggling to get to 100 or even 200, right? They're just trying to learn how to get more business, do more sales. It's the agents that are at the 250 level and they think they are business owners, but they really just own their job. You know, they're self-employed. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen this because I've been in the industry for about 10 years. The agents who in my first year, you know, who, who at that time were, were doing 250K in business, the ones that have not gone out and hired are still doing 250k maybe 300 right there's not much potential for growth there's only so much time you have if you're doing it all and if you have the attitude that every single one of my clients needs me for every single thing and and every part of the sales process uh, you, you know you're absolutely right like you have this problem where you are a, a unicorn then and if you're a unicorn you can't hire people to do what what you do so i I love that attitude of you know you're you're not that special because i do think it i do think some of the agents that are stuck at the two to 300k level um maybe even a little higher if they're being higher price points but i I do think they have a little bit of an ego problem right that they're they 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 have trouble letting go well and, and and that's that's a that's a very interesting thing is like is like, I, I tell everybody, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, are you a business owner or are you self-employed, right? Like a, a self-employed person is going to, it has to be in their business every single day. A business owner does not have to be right. Like, and how are you building your business to, to become a business owner? Do you want to be like, like very honestly, what's your exit strategy? Like, I don't want to be selling houses for the rest of my life. I don't. Right. So, so I built my business so I don't have to do that. And a lot of it is scale is, is foundation so that it's scalable. Right. And it's like, it's like, like for me specifically, and for agents that call that, that call me and ask me, you know, I had a, a, a friend of mine just called me. She lives in Cleveland. She was asking me about this. And, and I, I always say the same thing. It's like, sometimes you have to set up the foundation before you do everything else. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, 
it's about scalability and it's about taking your hands off the wheel, letting someone else drive. You know, I have a, I have a, a friend and she's a, one of the top agents here. Um, she works with mainly Chinese buyers here in um, South Orange County. And she, she, it, it was one of the first things when I first got in the industry, I saw what she was doing and I was like, well, wait a second. Like, why is she doing that? Right. And she, what she did was she hired a driver. She hired a driver because she found out that her time mm. is better spent not driving. And, and when you think about that, yeah, she has to put out a couple, couple thousand dollars, if, if not more, every single month to have someone drive her around everywhere. But what she realizes is her value of time is worth more, right? So she can use that time that she would be driving and focusing on the road to be closing more deals. And it's the same concept here, right? You know, when, when you're building a business as a real estate business, as a, as a, just a business in general, your, your time value of money, right? Like, like what is your time and what's, what's that value in money for it? Right? Like, and if it equates to, if your hourly rate is $20 an hour, then keep doing the $20 an hour work. If it's not, then hand it off, let it go. Cause you don't need to do it. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's something that my, my wife, business partner Carrie, she'll actually, you know, teaches a lot to people. It's like sit down and figure out your hourly rate and figure out the things that you know are that you could hire for a lot lower or 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 that you don't enjoy and you know move those onto someone else's plate. And that's the really the philosophy that's helped us build a team now with over hundred people. You know, we're gonna close eleven hundred deals, eleven hundred plus in 2021 and it's amazing it's, it's 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 all because of learning how to have a business mindset rather than self-employed and and moving from you know i do it to we do it and they do it right you, you kind of have to exactly get those concepts in your head so one of the things that we are doing to help people learn that, you know, learn how to scale. We're actually putting on a summit in Boca Raton, Florida, February 1st and 2nd, the Hyperfast Summit. We've done it four years in a row now. This year, we've got uh, Tat Londano coming down to, to speak, uh, a lot of other amazing speakers. But if you're listening to this, watching this, uh, want to learn more about that summit, go to hfasummit.com. It's hfasummit.com. It's going to be like always, you know, an amazing event. But this year, more than ever, we're really focused on how to scale, how to hire, how to how to build, you know, multiple teams in multiple cities, like like you're doing, right? So let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about uh, the expansion, right? You you obviously had a great start. Uh, I think you're you're doing a hundred deals right now in in one location, right? Or, or is that well, yeah, for me, I, my agents do their deals as well. So my agents gotcha. on average close one to two deals a month. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, so, so is the hundred like your personal deals and then there's more outside of that? Gotcha. What's, well, so what, what do those numbers look like? Like what, like so, what's the overall uh, production of, you know, your team and brokerage? So, yeah. So, so very interesting. I have a, a, a very interesting, I've like what I call a team ridge, right? Like a brokerage mm -hmm. that I run that, that I built that, um, that also operates as a team. Um, in 2000, I, I was telling somebody else this recently in 2019, I had, uh, 27 agents. Um, and in 
2020, uh, 2019, December, January, I let go of uh, about 15 of those agents because of, um, the, you know, not aligning with future goals. Uh, uh, um, you know, our, we have, we have uh, four core values and it's loyalty, integrity, drive and service. And if you're not aligned with those, like, I just don't work with it, right? Like, if there's negative energy, I don't deal with it. Like, I, like any negative energy, I just say, Hey, you know what, that's not needed in my life. And I push that out. So, so we let go of about 15 agents in, in 2020 so that we could rebuild. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. So we ended up bringing in all the way through to literally this month, we've kept those, those 12 core agents through those, those last two years, which is very interesting. And they do about one to two deals a month um, on average, right? Like one of my agents, you know, uh, uh, closed five deals last month, you know, but on average, we're closing one to two deals a month on each, each of those agents. Um, in January, I'm bringing on um, another 12 agents. I just actually met with the last one yesterday. So bringing on another 12 agents this next, next month. Um, what I did during the 2020, you know, sit at home, try to figure out what we're going to do with our lives kind of time. I, um, I recorded like 300 something training videos. Um, basically from like what I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to take my processes. And again, like, I don't want to have to sit there and train each individual agent if I want to build it to scale. Right. So what I did was I filmed literally from start to finish from why my why our company is called Keystone um, to to you know how to deal with your finances to how to open a lockbox to how to send a, a a drip campaign to like literally every process that you could think about in real estate I built a, a video training you know for my for my team and my um uh, uh, my onboarding process um, and so now I can literally I can hire hire at scale right. Um, on top of that, we built like a bot that checks in with each of our agents on a daily basis. So they have to like, um, you know, in the morning, it'll send them a message like, you know, what are you up to? You know, what did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? What's on your game plan? Sends a message, it sends them back and so on. And then I get reports of it every single day. So like between those two key components, I'm able to scale quickly and very fast. Um, so, so local, local brokerage is going to grow. We're going to probably push to about 50 agents this next year. Um, we're going to open another office in Sacramento. I just brought on my own, my, um, my first, uh, uh, agent, you know, team lead out there. Um, and I have about four or five other agents that have been like wanting to join our company, just couldn't because I didn't have an opportunity for them yet. So we're going to start growing that out there and then we'll go into um, probably Austin and, um, and uh, Fort Lauderdale. What, um, what's the model going to be at the new locations? Is it going to be more team like you generating leads or more, you know, brokerage model where you're bringing on people that are doing their own production primarily outside of you? Yeah. So, so it'll be, it'll be, um, It'll be very interesting. So it's, it's brokerage, right? So either way on, on either side, I operate as a brokerage. Um, um, most of my, my agents are producing their own leads. I do supplement, right? So I tell my agents all the time, like the leads that, that the team provides are supplemental 
deals. They are not meant to be your own business. So I have very interesting process where like when I bring on an agent um, every single week, they, so my business partner is 75. He sold his first deal in 1973. Um, and, and he, every single week, every single one of my agents will have a phone call with him to, to kind of keep on track. I call it like accountability, right? Like accountability buddy, right? Like he just, he's just there to like, make sure they're coaching every single week. He's got a master's degree in psychology and theology. So his goal is to make sure you get out of your own way and continue to produce. I meet with every single one of my agents once a month to, to go over um, like business strategy and so on and so forth. Um, so the goal is to help each individual agent build their own business, right? Like, you know, I want them to have their own team. I want them to build their own team and I will recruit for them. So, so in each market, I'm not, I'm also not interested in recruiting agents that aren't willing to work and do their own thing. And I'm also not interested in recruiting agents that, that need us, right? Um, um, I'd like to build something that's very different. I, I, I look at it like, like the music industry. Um, the music industry for, for years and years and years, you have all these music labels that, you know, an artist needed those music labels to be there, right? I look at us as like an independent, um, as an independent label, as an independent um, 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 team of agents, right? And I look at it and say, look, like, let me provide the value for you. Let me give you the kickstart. Let me give you the systems. Let me hand you everything, right? I'll show you how to do it. And call me when you need me. I'm going to be used as a resource. But at the end of the day, like I will help you build your individual business. And that's my goal, right? Like, because I have all the systems done. Like I was talking to one of the uh, um, agents that she, they do about 30 million a year. And I was talking to her and, and um, about her and her, her partner. And I told her the other day, I was like, look, like she was like, well, we don't want to join like another brokerage where we're going to have like, to deal with, oh, you have to do it our way. And we, and I'm like, look, like, I want to get out of your way and let you do what you do best. So let me help you build your business. And let me, you know, they were talking about opening their own office. I said, let me help you do that. Let me give you all the systems. I said, you don't know what your cost per agent is. You don't know what your, 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 when you build out and you have this CRM and then you realize that it's too expensive for scalability. Like I figured all that stuff out. So let me hand you the package. Mm right? Let me give you that and show you, this is how I did it. And I'll walk you through it because if you win, I win. And if you don't win, I don't win. Right. My cost per agent is, is pretty high because of all the tech and everything that we give our agents, you know? And, and so understanding that I have to make them win. And so it really is like, I'm my goal for expansion, my goal for bringing on new agents. The goal is, is to bring on Agents that are top producers are going to be top producers. And if you're not, then I don't really have an interest in it because for me, for me, again, I'm investing my time and my efforts up front with you. So why would I want to bring on somebody that's not going to add value there? Are you going to provide lead generation for these agents as well? I mean, it sounds like you've, you're going to, you know, give them great systems, give them great training, give them the things they need to, to make their businesses better. Uh, what about, what about leads? Correct. So I, um, so I, 
I tell everybody this whenever I speak anywhere, I, I own everything I touch. Um, mm -hmm. If I have something in this business and we use it, it I usually own a portion of it, um, if not all of it. And, and one of those is I own a, a real estate ads company. Um, um, we're one of the best in the business. And, um, and the, the idea is, yes, I mean, we, we run ads and it's like very minimal cost for us because all I need to do is really spend ad spend. So again, that is part of that supplemental business, right? Like that is like the, the in between the deals, you, you got a deal, right? Um, um, so for me, right, for instance, how it works now is let's say an online lead comes in, you know, it goes through our ISA, we get a hot lead transfer, so on and so forth. It comes to us, we're all ready to go. You know, one of my agents is going to pick that up on a round robin, the agent that has time to deal with it. The other agents that are closing XYZ deals and don't have time to pick up that lead, like it's very big in our culture to like, hey, let it go for the next person. We're a team here. Even though we're all separate individual building our businesses, we are a team. So we'll provide those leads as supplemental business. Um, but I mean, we bring in just just in our, our, our small spot, we're bringing in over 100 leads a month. Um, um, just in, uh, in, in the, what, 13 of us on our team right now in Southern California. Um, and, and again, like minimal cost, but we close maybe out of those, out of those hundred a month, we close maybe three, four deals a month, just off of that, just off of like Facebook leads, Instagram, so on and so forth, various sources. But the idea is again, like, I don't want you to be dependent on the leads that I give you again. Like, I don't want you to be dependent on me. I want to help you build your business individually. And then from there, you know, the extra sprinkles on top are great. Those leads are cool, but they're not, de you're not dependent on getting leads from Cyrus. I, I don't believe in the model that like, like you have to, you have to need me. I don't want you to need me to, 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 I want you to want me, not need me. Right. It's very, very real in my, my personal relationships as well. Right. I, <laughs> it's like, it's like at the end of the day, I want you to show up every single day and do this for yourself and build for yourself. And, and I'll provide the value that you need when you need it. What, um, what are your concerns or I guess the you know, precautions you're taking as you overextend, you know, to make sure you are offering a ton of value in these new areas when you open these offices? Uh, I, I, the, the connection got a little spotty there. Broke up. I was asking, uh, going through expansion questions, are you taking to ensure that the you know amazing value that you offer in your current office is you know that all of that is translated and that you're you know the the agents that that join these new locations are are getting the same great benefits and and um, you know help that they get now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at that, right? So, so this is a big conversation that my business partner and I have is, is, is you look at, uh, I could go all day long, all day long, I could sit there and find issues that might happen that, that we're gonna, we're gonna see with growth. And I could, I could sit there and come up, what if this, what if that, what if this, right? Um, and what I've, what I've realized, and what is true in my life is, is a lot of the times what I end up doing is it's like, uh, ready, fire, aim, right? Sometimes I, I, mm. I pull the trigger very quickly 
Um, but the, the, the model that we have and the scalability is, is something that we can transfer pretty much in any market. Again, because I can go into a market and become a, 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 a very quick market leader. And we've done it here in Southern California, right? We've done it by city by city, right? And, and so, so knowing that, knowing that that ability to be able to do it city by city, yeah, maybe it's not, it's not, oh, a whole different geographic area, whole different state, so on and so forth. But I can do this city by city. So now if I take this model and I plug it into, again, let's say Sacramento, and I plug this model into Sacramento, I can generate leads very quickly. I know that from my, from my uh, 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 ads company, right? I know that we can bring in leads. I know that we can bring that. So then it's about finding the right people. And for me, that's the most important piece. I don't care really like, like how much business you've done. Remember I said, I want top producers and I want people that are going to be top producers, right? You could be a hundred million dollar top producer uh, and, and have the wrong attitude and have the wrong culture. I don't want you. I don't want the negative energy. I don't want somebody that's going to bring it. So, so the most important thing for me is building the, the, the right group of people, because if I put the right group of people together, it's very easy to scale that because it'll come naturally. Right. So, so my biggest concern over building a, an expansion team and expansion offices is the culture involved with those offices and those, and, and that's going to be different than the culture here. Right. Because, because very honestly, it's different lifestyles, but, the, but the core values need to stay the same. The core values are loyalty, integrity, drive, and service. And if you have those core values and, and, and people operate in those core values, that's my precaution, making sure that they're operating in that core value. Right. And making sure my team lead in each spot understands that and doesn't deviate from that. And that's the most, that's the biggest precaution that I'm looking at, right? Is like the people that I'm bringing on to lead those offices on a day-to-day -day basis need to understand who we are and why we operate in the way we operate and then go and help us build. What I also understand is no matter what, and I tell people this all the time, no matter who it is, when it is what it is, people will never care as much about my company as I care about it. Right. Right. It is, it's the reality. I mean, by by I definition, why would, you know, why would, why they, would they, right? They? I think exactly. that's an un, unrealistic expectation that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs have. And rather than fight it and get frustrated, you need to build systems around that principle. Exactly. And so for me, for me, the, the goal is, right, is to get somebody that understands and believes in our core values, right? Because that's, that's here, right? That's, that's in their heart. You know what I mean? And, and, and if they believe in the, they believe in our core values, our, our loyalty, again, our loyalty, integrity, drive and service, and they truly, truly, truly believe in that, then I know and I, I, I understand that you will operate and do well with our company. Right. Versus, you know, hey, I do a bunch of deals and I want these top producers. If you don't operate that you won't do well with our company and you won't last. And so so my biggest precaution is is the vetting of the individuals that are going to be leaders in those 
offices and those markets, the vetting of, of, of under, making sure that they understand our core values and making sure that they align with our core values and they understand we don't want people that don't. And so if they're hiring agents and we're recruiting agents and they're meeting with them and they're hiring these agents, I don't want to hire, you know, lack of better words, assholes. Right. I, I agree. I think, I think if you sacrifice culture for and in your core values for production, it, it may work in the short run, but over time it probably won't. And it's exciting to see someone in the business less than five years has grown as much as you have and, and opening new offices, but, but still is staying grounded to the core values and, and really building your expansion with that in mind, really at the center of it, it sounds like. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, I think it, it's very interesting. I, okay. So when I, when I was younger, my dad owned a bunch of businesses. We were very well off. When my dad passed away, we lost, you know, we lost everything. My mom started working six jobs. I'm the last of five kids. Like that's my reality. Right. And the reason I bring that up is because in, in everything that I've done in my life and everything that I continue to do, money is the last motivator for me. And it seems that because of that, because of that, I, I have been able to make more money than most people that I know and I've known in my lifetime because of the fact that like, that's not what, that's not what drives me every single day. I don't, I don't get up to go earn money. I get up to, to build the legacy. I get up to help my family. I get up to, you know, make sure my personal life is all good. Like that's what I do every single day. And I want to make sure my team, my team is taken care of. Like, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for. And, and those again, like, again, when it comes to it, it those, those things are a lot bigger and better motivators than, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever it is. Right. Awesome. Well, I, I agree completely. I love, you know, how grounded you are, love what you're doing in business and just love the value that and lessons you've brought our listeners and viewers today. So thank you for that. Before we wrap up, I always like to do a hyper fast round if you are ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. I'm ready. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice from a new real estate agent? Uh, fail fast and fail often. What's a mistake that you see successful, high producing real estate agents making? Uh, getting complacent. Mm. What's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it? Um, biggest challenge I've had in business is uh, learning, learning that I need to hire the right people. Gotcha. Uh, when you're not working on your business, what would we most likely find you doing? Um, I own <laughs> when I'm not working on any of my businesses. Um, <laughs> I hanging out with my family pretty much. I mean, maybe going on, I, I have like a small boat over here. So going on that, hanging out with my family. Awesome. Last question. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Um, five years from now, I want um, a nationwide brand. All right. Well, we will definitely have you back on. 
when that five-year vision becomes a reality, it'll, it'll definitely be exciting to watch that. So thank you so much for the inspiration you've provided today and your story. If people that are listening want to connect with you, either agents, home buyers, home sellers, or, or just people that are, that are interested in what you're doing, what are the best ways for them to connect with you? Um, easiest way is Instagram. Um, it's at Cyrus Andres, C-Y-R-U-S-A-N-D-R-E. Um, uh, you can also email me, um, Cyrus, C-Y-R-U-S, at thekeystoneteam.com, T-H-E-K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-A-M.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Cyrus. I really appreciate all of the value you brought to our listeners and viewers. And to everyone listening in on podcasts or watching on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you leave us some comments, give us some feedback, and share this with people that you think could benefit from seeing it or listening to it as well. We'll see you next time.